I'm Keaton Fletcher, an assistant professor of psychology at the Georgia Institute of Technology. And I'm Mariana Arvon, an organizational psychologist who specializes in organization and talent development. And this is Healthy Work. Hey, Mariana. Hey, Keaton. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I have a question for you. I'm ready. Hit me. Did you know that March 20th, uh, Monday, is National Native HIV AIDS Awareness Day? I did not. Yeah, that is a national holiday. And we're actually like in a slew of different like HIV awareness days mm. uh, in March and April throughout the world, actually, mm. in this, both in the States and throughout the world, trying to raise awareness. And so I thought that I would bring an article uh, that was recently published in the Journal of Applied Psychology online about HIV stigma in the workplace. That is a really, really great topic and very important. Let's do it. This article uh, was written by Anna Ocampo and a team of other people. This is actually a really long author list, so I'm not going to read them all. But like I said, it's in Journal of Applied Psychology online first. And it was done with a sample in the Philippines. And so um, they basically wanted to know how does the experience of being stigmatized because you have HIV impact your work performance in the long run through your negative emotions, right? Uh, because obviously stigma is not a pleasant experience that makes people feel bad. And then feeling bad should make you perform worse um, in the job, right? And because we have to make companies care about this and obviously job performance is how we do that. And so they collected data in three waves, all from people who are living with HIV in the Philippines. Most of them were gay men, which is actually not so much the case in the United States. Um, there's some evidence that in recent years, sort of the face of HIV in the United States has shifted from gay men to heterosexual black women from lower socioeconomic backgrounds. And so the question of like, will this generalize the same way is up in the air. But, you know, just wanted to kind of put that in the context, given that this is like like a changing public health situation in different places in the world, right? And so they had 225 people in their final sample. And at time one, so at the beginning of the survey, they got their CD4 count, which I'm not an immunologist, but um, have like a working understanding. And so CD4 cells are an immune cell um, and that their your cell level is basically reflective of your overall immune functioning. You have a bunch of different types of immune cells, but your CD4 count is like a pretty good indicator of your overall immune function. And a healthy cell count for like an adult um, without any sort of like immunocompromising going on is between 500 and 1500 CD4 cells per whatever, you know, like mm -hmm. th that the score. <laughs> um, and the average in the sample was 315, right? And, you know, HIV does cause immunocompromisation. And we're seeing that in the uh, time one here, particularly if it's going untreated, right? Like with treatment, you can get back into a healthy cell uh, count range, right? And so they collected CD4 count, they collected core self-evaluations, which I think we've talked about here before, but it's basically, you know, how do you view yourself? Do you view yourself as being high in self-esteem, right? So you feel worthwhile and like you're worth something. Are you high in self-efficacy? So you feel like you can do what you put your mind to. Are you high in internalized locus of control? So you feel like you're the one in control of your life. You're the one determining what you do and the outcomes. And then also like, are you um, more emotionally stable, right? Are you 
you not volatile emotionally or anxious. And so those four things together make core self-evaluations, which they collected at time one. And they also then collected HIV stigma, right? So I feel like I'm blamed by others for my health condition. I, people are uncomfortable with me because of my health condition, things along those lines. So really like self-report, self-understanding of how other people view you based on that HIV diagnosis, which obviously, you know, there's a lot of stigma around an HIV diagnosis, despite, you know, um, undetectable being untransmissible, right? There's been a lot of campaigns, right? If you have your HIV levels under control, you're treated, it's not transmissible. There's, you know, really no reason to have any sort of fear or stigma around HIV in that context. But certainly still socially, it carries that stigma. Three months later, they collected fear and shame because of the health condition, right? So I am afraid because of my health condition. I'm experiencing fear because of this. And then also I feel like a bad person because of my health condition or I feel less worthwhile because of my health condition, right? So those really shame-oriented items. And then three months after that, they collected their job performance and OCBs, right? So are you helping other people on the job? Are you going above and beyond, doing extra for your organization, things along those lines, as well as just like, are you doing your task well? And so then they looked to see how these things all re relate, right? So um, first they looked at how experiencing HIV stigma leads to fear and shame. And, uh, you know, sort of unsurprisingly, it does. Those who reported higher levels of stigma also reported higher levels of fear and shame. And then they looked at how those experiences of fear and shame translate into job performance. And they found that fear didn't really predict job performance, right? So, like, yes, having fear about your HIV status is related to having higher HIV stigma, but, like, that doesn't ultimately translate into your job performance, whereas um, having HIV stigma does translate into higher levels of shame, and those higher levels of shame then actually reduce your job performance, like your regular task performance as well as OCBs. And then they look to see, like, is this the case for everyone? Can we look at some personal resources like core self-evaluations or your CD4 account? Maybe that protects you, right? And they found that people with higher core self-evaluations and people with higher CD4 cell count, so better immune functioning, um, were actually protected to some degree from the negative effects of shame on job performance. And there's this really cool statistical analysis where they can look at, like, at what point does it sort of flip from being a significant relationship between stigma and performance and uh, to not being a significant relationship with something like CD4 count? And they found that once you hit about 518 cell count, that's when you start to have a, a no longer significant relationship between shame and performance. So basically, once you get into like the normal range, a healthy count of CD4, the relationship between shame and job performance goes away. Mm. And I think that's pretty interesting as well. Yeah. And yeah, and that's the study. That is a, a fascinating and important study, Keaton. Thank you for sharing. So my mind is sort of spinning with all this. Lots of surprising findings in, in my opinion, but it in your opinion, what, what surprised you the most about this? You know, I think that the your CD4 count played a role here is really interesting to me, right? Because this is not a psychological variable. Certainly we know that your immune system is tied to your psychological state, right? We, there's a lot of research that shows negative emotions um, are linked to your immune functioning and like stress is linked to your immune functioning, things along those lines. But I just thought it was so wild that like essentially once you got into a normal or like a healthy range for cd4 count these relationships between shame and job performance go away uh, that was to me mind-blowing because there's not like a, a clear psychological 
reason that they explored of like why that would be the case you know their interpretation is it's about vitality right like if you have a healthily functioning immune system you're you have more energy you're less run down you're less sick and like that could be why you know you you can bounce back better from the negative experience of shame but we just don't know we don't know why there's this relationship but we know that there is that relationship and i think that's so cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it is it's interesting it makes me wonder if you know you can combat the shame with your ability to do other activities in in life right your ability to continue living the way you want to live you know perhaps because you're not as immunocompromised and sort of seek uh, self-worth and in, in other things that you're doing and remembering that you're not simply your diagnosis that's, that's sort of where my mind goes but it's it's really really interesting so if I'm a manager what should I take away from this study yeah you know I think there are actually quite a few things that we can take away here the one is again because of that cd4 count being so important we want to make sure that people have access to the healthcare that they need to protect their immune functioning right and so if you are able to like making sure that your employees have solid healthcare benefits and solid income, right? So they can afford medications that are, again, can reduce your viral load so you're undetectable, untransmissible, and ultimately that should have a positive effect on your immune functioning. And then also making sure employees have flexible work hours so they can attend the like healthcare events, right? Uh, meetings with their physicians, um, frequent checkups associated with HIV, making sure that they can go to these doctor's visits. That's something else that you can do. And then also changing the culture, right? Within your organization, making sure that whether or not your employees are sort of out about having HIV, they are living with HIV, not perpetuating HIV stigma in your actions or your words within the organization, right, to really reduce that impact. Because I guess one thing worth pointing out is that CD4 count or core self-evaluations didn't reduce the effect of HIV stigma on the experience of fear and shame. It reduced the impact of fear and shame on job performance, right? And, you know, what can we do to help people not feel that fear and shame? That's, I think, really the next step here. And as managers, again, I think if you create a culture that's welcoming, making sure that you're not perpetuating stereotypes, you're not perpetuating stigma, that can help. Mm, mm, absolutely. All really good points. And, you know, I just think about, I'm on TikTok a lot and I see these these sort of more public figures, I guess we'd call them influencers, who are really open about their diagnosis. And I think about how wonderful it is to see that on the social media platform. But I just think about how I've never seen that in any workplace that I've ever worked at, right? Um, I love your ideas about, you know, creating that welcoming and inclusive environment. And, and perhaps one day, you know, in our lifetimes, we'll see a workplace where people can be that open, not just on social media, but in their workplace. Um, and it doesn't define them. That's, that's fantastic. And yeah. very timely article. Thank you, Keaton. Thank you. See you, Mariana. See you next time. Bye. Healthy Work is a podcast written and produced by Keaton Fletcher and Mariana Arvon, mixed and edited by Keaton Fletcher, artwork by Keaton Fletcher, and our music is Zero Micro Song by Steve Combs. Please like us, follow us, and subscribe on whatever podcatching software you use, and leave a review in the iTunes store. It really does help get us out there.